to further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Welcome back to 88.3 WGT. After further review, I'm your host, Derek Lawson, and we got David, the man of God, Harris here on the phone lines. David, what's up, my man? As you're back, you've been gone for a little bit. Now you're you're back in the saddle. Yep, back in the saddle once again, just staying safe, trying to trying to control myself in the midst of all this panic and chaos. Got everybody freaking out. Are you are you on a are you in the car driving? Yep, on the road, cruising the streets of I eighty one up here. Central New York, cruising in the queues. Right. Ryan won't stop. Right. Uh, you let me guess. You're on your way to a congregation. Yeah, I've got got some work work business to attend to in a little bit, so figure get out. See months of faithful that are out in panic and not worrying about all the coronavirus and stuff and. Don't you as a pastor? Don't you as a pastor have to go out and see the sick? Occasionally, yeah. So that's actually what I'm getting ready to do. So we're going to see how this goes. All right, Frank or Dave, excuse me, on the road now. The big story is there's really no sports. Is the coronavirus? And since you're out there in New York, uh, what's it actually like out there? So most of the most of the cases that have been around the boroughs and kind of greater New York City, there's been spots here or there across the state, but yeah, everything for the most part is in New York City, but since there's a lot of colleges around here, including Syracuse University, classes are being shut down, extended spring breaks, kind of campuses telling students to go home and not come back until after it's over. So in a lot of ways similar to what's happening at UT. Uh, the precautionaries from the administrative staff just to make sure that they can sanitize everything and make sure campuses are clear for the students and faculty and staff. But yeah, just a lot of a lot of craziness happening with students naturally concerned and worried and panicked and parents the same way. But yeah, everyone's just kind of hunkering down starting to barricade themselves into their respective corners. Again, the sports are shutting down, all the spring spring sports, with the NCAA canceling everything. So, Isn't lacro- yeah, Is lacrosse a spring sport up there? Yeah. Okay, so that's canceled. Yep, lacrosse is canceled, baseball, softball, track. Yeah, but a lot of the sports, a lot of the – and naturally, all the student athletes are pretty disappointed, especially the lacrosse and Sarah, you know, 
nationally ranked top five, top ten team in the country, they're bummed. Obviously, the men's and women's basketball teams are bummed more so than men because they had just beat North Carolina, so they were high on the momentum. But yeah, student athletes are visibly, of course, upset that their seasons are ending for the seniors. It's like, well, that's a wrap. <laughs> that is true. Uh, this is unprecedented. We've never seen this before where the whole world or the whole sports world included just halts because of a pandemic. Now, the last time this happened, it seemed like history repeats itself. It was over 100 years ago when the NHL had to cancel the 1919 Stanley Cup Finals because of the Spanish flu pandemic. But other than that, it hasn't. It really hasn't anything has ever happened like this before. Yeah, I mean, the only other breaks that we can really think about is, like, World War One and World War Two, but those are, like, world wars. So, naturally, all those, you know, 18 to 25, all the student-athletes that we would have known and all the professional athletes, they were enlisted, so they didn't have a choice back then. So, I mean, outside of, like, global wars, yeah, this is something that's unprecedented, but... And it's interesting because everyone at first was like, oh, you know, we'll just kind of have limited fan bases. We see now counties and state executives are limiting how many fans can be in an arena. And then it's like, well, let's just play in front of no fans. But then you have athletes like LeBron James, like, yeah, if I'm not going to play in front of fans, I'm not going to play at all. Well, he kind of walked that back, though, David. He, he said he yeah. wasn't going to do that, and then... He kind of changed his mind. Yeah, the, the powers that be, like, this is, like, the one time when LeBron James didn't, like, run the NBA or kind of have, like, some, like, power over, like, what he could do within the confines of the league. Because I'm sure Adam Silver gave him a call, like, yeah, LeBron, you can't be saying that. Like, like that's not a good look. Mm. And really, the NBA was the forerunner of, okay, let's kind of do some of these preemptive actions, and then we saw the NCAA follow suit, and then... Um, NHL and MLS and some of the other professional leagues. But yeah, it's just crazy, just kind of the how hap- how quickly it happened from no fans or from limited fans to no fans, then just scrap it all together for the case of player safety. And of course, that's escalated by some players being tested positive for coronavirus, and so now you have to worry about specific teams and the whole Rudy Gobert saga, kind of. Yeah, so this, yeah, there's a lot going on, but, yeah. Uh, now I'm just getting a word that it is possible that UT students were told to move out by March 22nd. Not sure if it's true. Uh, I'm getting these texts. It says some of the school year might be over. They might just say, good, it's over. I'm gonna check this out. Though. I wanna, you know, I wanna see if this is true or not. But it could be a possibility where, you know, they don't want the infection to grow. So, yeah, that's the. I mean, that's obviously the number one concern. You want to contain and control and kind of mitigate, kind of just how much is the spread. And so, taking the precautionary measures, taking the preemptive measures, and just kind of doing like those practical things that. You know, those life lessons that our parents told us, you know, make sure you wash your hands, clean up after yourself, you know. Some of those kind of like back-to-basics kinds of things that now that we're in the midst of this kind of pandemic and kind of you're hearing all the reports and you're hearing the news outlets saying, got a case popping up here, popping up there. 
but you can understand kind of colleges and universities and to that extent kind of sporting like sporting events and kind of large crowds you want to limit any possibility in the quarantining and the self quarantines and things like that. So at least at least we're being proactive and kind of using using our abilities to kind of make rational decisions and be smart about how to move forward and we're not we're not going too crazy with kind of, oh we see someone sneeze everyone kind of goes into hysteria calls like 911 like this person may have the coronavirus what to do like we're being we're being rational and smart about it You know, I went to the grocery store the other day, and, and there's no toilet paper, no cleaning supplies. I mean, it, it, it is a surreal moment here. But now in sports, do you think people start taking it seriously when um, um, Rudy Gobert became positive and same thing with Donovan Mitchell, positive with the virus? Yeah, I think that's where kind of the sport, at least within the NBA, that that's where it really got real and people were legitimately concerned. And so you had reports of talking to all the teams that Utah had played over the course of their road trip, making sure their facilities, making sure their players are okay. And then just kind of by backtracking. So you, from that sense, you can understand kind of that proactiveness and wanting to be hyper-villaged vigilant to make sure Rudy Gobert didn't spread anything, even though and kind of, so some of the precautionary measures that he took and that the league were taking and that the Utah Jazz were taking kind of within that locker room. But yeah, that's a, that's a legitimate situation because you think about like just basketball in general, just kind of, especially for a big man, you're, you know, down there, you know, you're posted up like right up against the person when you're trying to, you know, back down on somebody. Like, all the sweat, all the kind of, the coughing, all the breathing, like, all those germs and everything, like, that's right there on the court. And then, now that, you know, and then in the huddles, you have teammates, like, conversations and talking to teammates and things like that. And so, that spreads. And then you have, like, a Donovan Mitchell where he's, you know, controlling the ball and calling things out and everything. So those things are lingering. And so you have to kind of not so much quarantine like all the arenas, but you have to legitimately ask, like, how many teams, how many other teams are affected? And from there, how many of those were affected? And then did they have back-to-back? Did they have kind of, did they play anyone in the media days knowing that it's like a two-week span? That symptoms can appear up to two weeks? So it's like there's a lot of kind of going back through the, archives and thinking just how many more people are affected by this that we don't even know about and they don't know about. So yeah, for the NBA, it's definitely a cause for legitimate concern. And and I think they were right to at least do like the 30-day, okay, let's take, take this next month, assess, evaluate, get everyone treated, tested, make sure there are no more cases. But yeah, I think, I think the NBA did it I don't want to say right because you always want to make sure that you're testing and things like that. But I think their model is one that I think other leagues probably should follow moving forward if there is like a future case, kind of once play resumes. 
Yeah, and then with the update here, they actually just sent the email right when we started this recording. And it's, this is going towards University of Toledo. Classes as previously announced have been canceled Monday, March 16th, and Mon Tuesday, March 17th, beginning Wednesday, March 18th. We will be suspending all face-to-face -face classes and transitioning to remote learning for the m remainder of the spring 2020 semester. Students have been asked not to return to campus for the remainder of the semester. There are several options for faculty to continue to deliver course instruction remotely and read more information. Uh, the university housing students living on campus are being asked to return home or to a non-campus housing arrangement on or before Sunday, March 22nd. Wow. Yeah, so they're just basically, you know, saying, hey, you ain't got to go home. Well, you have to go home, but you definitely got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. actually you actually lived on campus when you were here, David. Yeah, and I mean, just the logistics of trying to, like, move people, like, out of certain buildings, we know it's going to be chaotic. And then if you're thinking about banning large gatherings and crowds, how is that going to be for moving out? Is it going to be, like, an inverse of the move-in process, kind of move-in weekend? Like, how is that going to work? Are you going to kind of restrict kind of how many kind of RAs are assisting? Yes, a lot of logistics. And then I'm just thinking about buildings like A House, I House, like the Quad, like Ottawa. Like, I'm not even thinking about this, the craziness of Park Tower and trying to right. get from that those higher floors all the way down. Like, that. And then you got to think about the elevators. Because those are concealed places where hopping can happen left, right, and center. Yeah. So it's going to be a logistical nightmare, but that doesn't give them a lot of time to pack up a year's worth of stuff and then get out. So I'm sure that they have measures in place, and I'm sure that kind of resident staff and res life, they're working with the RAs and students to help them out. But, yeah. I know if I was a student, it would definitely feel weird to transition from face-to-face uh, -face and online and then, like, immediately kind of try to pick back up with course and try to work from home, yeah. It will be interesting second half of the semester if I was a UT student. Yeah, it, it, it is, and that, that is crazy. I didn't, I didn't expect that to happen where basically – they're just going to scrap the semester. Now, they, now remember, the NCAA pretty much scrapped spring sports, so there won't even be a college World Series for baseball. Yeah, no college World Series, no March Madness, which a lot of people were, like, really mad about because they already sold tickets for that and for the Final Four in Atlanta. And, yeah, at least men's Final Four in Atlanta and then the women's Final Four. Yeah, these are going to be... People are mad about these spring sports because they take those seriously, and especially for those student athletes. And again, like the, thinking about the seniors, like this is how it ends, like a global pandemic. And you know, think about a team like UT getting ready to have a battle of I seventy five, and it's like, nope, canceled. Think about the women, like they had a magical run. Think about our baseball and softball teams, like they were, and they were just getting their season started right yeah and last season softball uh had a great run and baseball just got a new coaching staff yeah so you're thinking like hey first year new high health new expectations and then oh season's canceled like and then 
I know it's kind of, I'm not sure about the UT recruiting, but if you're thinking about kind of football recruiting and spring ball, like where are the recruits going to come? They can, like you want to show the facility off and the campus off? Like how is that going to affect spring recruiting? Like, yeah, there's a lot. Like people, on the, like people within the sports world and kind of the college collegiate sports in particular, like they're really ticked off because now their whole schedules are blown out of proportion because now they have to go home and be with their families instead of being out on the road with the recruiting advantages and things like that. So I can ima- I can even imagine just how frustrated they are that they could have landed a hot shot recruit and it's like, nope, can't see them because of concerns about coronavirus and flying or road tripping. Yes. Can I, little things that you don't think about. Can I ask you this, David? When when this first came about, how seriously did you take it? Was it like, oh, this is just the flu? And I, I would t- be honest with you. When I first heard about this, I would never imagine it getting to the point where it would literally shut down the University of Tulane. And you, me and you both are graduates, proud graduates of the university. And it takes a lot, a lot to close the school. I mean, there's been some harsh winter storms we've had when our times were there and the school was still open for this to even happen like this, where they just basically shut down and pack up shop uh, for a, for a semester is actually pretty crazy. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about some of the other kind of major pandemics and kind of medical and health cares and situations and things like that. And the campus didn't close. They were, you know, the usual kind of take precautions, wash your hands, masks and things like that. And like wearing kind of medical mask and making sure that you go over to either health science campus to UTMC or kind of the clinic across from my house. But like, like it was never, yeah, like you said, like there was two feet of snow and it was like, well, that's the suck. Go out there and make sure you give yourself 15 minutes more, you know, the blue and gold loop, they may run, they may not run, but yeah, we're not closing, closing down campus. Right. But yeah, I think this is, and I think it's probably because, one, the way that it's being kind of promoted and discussed kind of in the media and things like that, and I don't want to get into the whole media thing, and kind of the way that they're talking about it has kind of gotten a lot of people more more overly concerned and taking precautionary measures just to make sure that it doesn't spread. But kind of to your original question, I just thought it was like kind of an accelerated flu or like a flu plus. And kind of those normal things of wash your hands, don't touch your face, some of those precautionary measures and some of those preventative measures would have been, you know, kind of normal things. Just be clean. And, I mean, now that we're seeing, like you say, kind of it's been, I don't want to say blown out of proportion, but there's a lot of panic that's happened and a lot of people kind of the ripple effect and people are taking note of it. Kind of professionals are making sure of it and, yeah, now we're seeing schools shut down. We're transitioning to online learning. We're seeing gathering events. We're seeing businesses and places of work kind of shut down or tell their employees to go home. So yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of curiosity and kind of curious questions about kind of what to do next and how to how to proceed next and kind of how to how to take care of yourself, basically knowing that if things shut down or 
you can't go here or there or how to stock up and yeah, it kind of has people thinking that like it's the apocalypse in some ways because people are buying up toilet paper, which I still don't understand how toilet paper is going to help you in this kind of pandemic, but I guess that's just how people operate. But yeah, just some of those some of those normal things that you think of in times of health care is kind of bulk up on cleaning supplies, sanitary. Yeah, it'd be curious to see kind of maybe give it like how we are in a week's time once we kind of gone through this quarantining, self-cleaning, disinfecting, just to see how these, see what the updates are from universities and campuses about those next steps. And even if things are going to reopen after a while. Yeah, it's it's it's. It, I, I'm kind of astonished. It's kind of crazy. Now, other things. The NBA actually postponed their season. I I really think after two or three weeks they're going to get back to it. I think things will be obviously Major League Baseball's pushing back their uh, opening of their season. The Masters tentatively is postponed. I mean, I, I like I said, I would never have imagined this. But people keep saying that, oh, it's just a flu plus or this and that. But if people are going to these extreme measures, closing schools, I mean, this is something really to think about, closing school for a whole semester. Uh, March Madness, as you know, not only does March Madness really big, it's one of the primary sports, just like college football, that funds some of the secondary or Olympic sports. If these people are really closing down stuff and shutting down stuff, multi-million dollar businesses because that's what it is is this more than what we're being told now people are saying that the media is fear-mongering but is the really the media trying to let you know about this virus but they're not giving you the full details that happens too sometimes yeah and i I think it's a little bit of both if there are more health cares and kind of different states and different universities are updating kind of their constituents and student bodies kind of accordingly, depending on how, what information they receive. So it may be a little bit of, as universities kind of wait to confirm some things and confirm and reconfirm just to make sure that they're sending out the most up-to-date information from the CDC, from the World Health Organization, and things like that. I think they're slow to quick, or slow, instead of being quick to kind of update, they want to make sure it's technical, they don't want to cause any more of that fear or hysteria that's happening. But I think at the same time, it's just human instinct, kind of when people hear words like pandemic or global crisis or global pandemic, like their instinct is, well, I need to hunker down. I need to amass all this stuff. I need to kind of make sure that, that I'm good, I'm taken care of, I'm hunkered down within, you know, my barricaded space. And then when you think about the sporting world, there's, in a way, doing the same thing, like, hey, we have these multi-million, multi-billion dollar events that are happening, and for the sake of revenue, we yes, we have to bunker down, but at what cost? So I'm sure that Mark Emmert and the NCAA, you know, the conference commissioners, they all kind of t- took it into perspective, and they are wondering, okay, what's going to be the economic impact if we shut down these tournaments and honestly it's 
the Power Five conferences that we're talking about in terms of men's and women's basketball because the group of fives, those are like most of them are already either were in the, like the finals or I just completed the finals before the NCAA scrapped everything. And so you're thinking about the Big Ten tournament that was already underway and we saw, you know, what happened with Fred Hoiberg. We're talking about, you know, the ACC tournament that was on to the quarterfinals. I mean, we're not a power five, but like the Mac was just getting things ramped up in Cleveland. And so kind of you're thinking about all these executives and commissioners are like, okay, what's, what's going to be the economic impact if we shut down? And like you said, how is this going to affect all the other sports? And I think, if I'm just thinking, that's probably why they shut down all the spring sports just in general. Mm-hmm. Because they know about they knew about the economic impact that was lost from the March Madness. And so you have all these other sports affected. And would they be able to put on a college world series for baseball or softball, would they be able to do those championships or some of the other spring sports championships kind of without the funds that the March Madness and Final Fours produce? And so you can probably say, yes, they could have, but it's always good to kind of have that economic buffer and that revenue stream that's in that they can kind of start planning. So it could just be kind of a proactive just kind of shut it all down, and then kind of reassess it over the spring, summer, as they get more updates, and then, hate to say it, NCAA is not letting college football not start. Like, if nothing else, there was going to be an opening kickoff Labor Day weekend and the weekend before. Like, coronavirus or not, I'll, I'll go down on record. NCAA ain't letting this mess with college football. Like college basketball, March Madness, okay, it's a global pandemic. You're in the moment, kind of, you're in the heat of the moment. All these other leagues are shutting down. Okay, you know, it's happening. They ain't touching football. Why you think, well, wait a minute. Why, wait a minute, David. What do you mean? I mean, think about it. If it's I like a, Now, see, this is the thing, too. Is there's so much misinformation. You don't know. I think social media also has been a kind of a problem with this whole epidemic where now – you don't know what information to filter through. You don't, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, there's people, like, for instance, there were people saying that, I heard there was a case in Toledo. But there's no reported cases, but there's people that are saying through text or social media there's a case going around. So then that stuff spreads like wildfire. Now, there's some people saying that this, this, this uh, coronavirus is kind of like the flu where humidity and heat can make it die down. But then there's people saying that this thing is pretty much three months old. We don't know how it's going to react to anything. And they don't have a vaccine for it. So could it possibly get worse? And you got also got to remember, too, with some of these viruses, it started in Wuhan, China, and it's gone across the globe. They're saying the original virus that started in Wuhan is totally different than what it is now because the viruses tend to mutate when they start basically growing and going to different areas of the country and i think that's the reason why they're, they're trying to slow it down get ahead of it try to find a vaccine or or whatever to cure this so that because it keeps mutating and if it keeps mutating you can't get ahead of the game you're never going to really find a cure for it but like i was hearing that like the the strain that's in iran is totally different than the strain that was in china so, yeah, and, and you know, I, so with that being said, if it's like the regular flu, 
it might it probably will die out within a month. Obviously, fourteen day incubation period. But as you know, with with April coming, the weather's going to get warmer, and that'll probably kill out this this virus. Then, but then again, we don't know what could happen with this. It could mutate and adapt to the warm weather, and you could be screwed. And then, with that being said, it could affect the football season, or it possibly could affect the end of football season because that's when the flu virus comes back around. Yeah, like I just like in these evolutions and similar, you know, similarly, like everything in Italy is shut down, like the entire country, and so that's strange. Like we don't know kind of how, even over the next month, as doctors and researchers try to figure out what's happening and what what this is looking like. Yes, we don't. We don't know. And I was being a little facetious just kind of thinking about the NCAA and have college football being its baby. But I think if it's going to be like an extreme health risk to where they're talking about similar health arenas that are kind of enclosed spaces because of, you know, the high fans and making sure that there are these large populations, we're thinking about, you know, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 or 80-seat capacity stadium that's outdoor with ravaging fans and things like that. Oh yeah, they'll definitely like they'll definitely shut those down, especially if it's gonna be state or federally mandated. Because yeah, we can't we still have these bans on limiting the crowd gatherings. Yeah, they'll it'll definitely be shut down. Like there's the NCAA can try but it won't it won't matter. But yeah. It'll be interesting to see, especially I would say May, like May has kind of been the, that date that everyone's kind of looking at, especially for Major League Baseball, is when their opening day may be starting up. I think kind of that's where you get into, like, conference finals for the NBA, so that, and then NHL a little bit. So I think kind of end of May is when we'll kind of know updates about the particular strains that have impacted people within the United States, but then also factoring into kind of traveling and where other people are coming from and then thinking about, at least within some of these professional leagues, kind of the international players and if they go back home or if they're allowed to go back home, some of those cases. And so kind of, yeah, I imagine all these organizations and these leagues are keeping track of what's happening across, kind of across the globe just to make sure that medical-wise, health-wise, everyone's kind of understanding and getting information and doing testing. And so, yeah, we'll definitely hear updates as time progresses for sure. Hmm. Yeah, we're in a crazy times, and uh, hopefully we'll get back to sports uh, because we are a sports show. And I obviously we still have life topics to talk about and everything like that, but we had to kind of talk about what the, everyone's talking about, and that's that uh, that coronavirus. But – uh, as you see here, there's music coming on. Hopefully, what's going to happen here is we're going to take a commercial break, obviously, or whatever we're listening to um, on the podcast. And um, talk about your mock draft. Hopefully, we actually have the draft in the NFL. That could be affected. They did, you had to cancel some meetings. And also, it was the HBCU combine, I believe, they had to cancel. Yeah. And- I know the NFL was kind of gung ho about saying that they're going to. They're hoping that they can still have the draft in Vegas. There's, it's quote unquote still on as of now, but we know how plans can change. I mean, it went from 
no, you know, we're still playing games within half hour. Nope, everything's shut down. So, but yeah, either way, we're going to have a mock draft. Those are always unaffected by these coronaviruses and these bugs. Maybe they might do the draft online. Do you thought about that? Hmm. Instead of having all the the draft picks there, you're just going to do an online draft. You know, everyone's in their war rooms in in their cities. And the commissioner probably just goes to a podium, and they can digitally do it. And it's kind of crazy how this this you know this epi- epidemic wasn't taken very seriously, and now you got schools pretty much having online classes only and telling people to get off of campus. It'll be really weird not really seeing any students on campus in the month of April and early May. That makes you wonder what about graduation? Do they come back? have graduation at the glass bowl because usually the glass bowl is the the host of the uh, graduation during may spring commencement now i'm thinking they may do graduation online and it'd be like nfl draft have everyone kind of sitting in their living rooms with their families everyone's on their phone <laughs> yeah get your diploma like Woo! yeah that is true put your picture up there well, David, we'll, we'll continue talking about the coronavirus a little uh, later on in other shows. But we're going to get to David's mock draft, the top 10 here on 88.3 WTs. After further review, when we return, we'll talk about that. And also, if you missed the show, you always got it on our podcast. It might be podcast for a while since uh, you probably can't get into the building. Uh, but you got it on SoundCloud and on iTunes and WTs. After further review with a picture of Frank Bashman, the horse's head. Coming up next. David's mock draft is top 10.